and welcome to episode 119, episode 2 of the Spooktacular Metoberfest. I'm your spooky, ghoulish host, Sud Sapath, and I have with me one spooky... I'm the spookiest of them all. I scared uh, some guy once, and he said, wow, that was fucking scary. Um, I'm also still salty about Sora, uh, Matt Gould. And I'm and, so scary that I scared Ben to stay away from the podcast forever, Brian Fisher. Yeah, the last yeah. last week's episode scared Ben so much that he decided to die. And we'll see if he'll come back I, next week. <laughs> uh, if the Benty Christ will return. But until that moment in time, Brian has been away from the show for a while. Brian, where have you been uh, before returning for a Spooktacular Mactober? Yeah, I couldn't miss the Spooktacular Mactober ever yeah. uh, i went well, on this, my honeymoon this is our second one so you know yeah so i didn't miss, i didn't miss it all right if i missed yeah, all you missed four, the first then... one but you did miss uh miss remember your 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 vacation was your goddamn mini moon how many times yeah, have to remind me, you this not, not my honeymoon my mini no, moon it's your fucking honeymoon mini got moon. canceled yeah <laughs> Dang, you, have to, you have to hold you have to hold that hand anchor in your heart for the rest of your days it'll Joke. fuel you know, this the, is uh, this is Joe Biden's America. Honeymoon's being canceled. I mean, come on. Boosters yeah, needed. So, uh, it would uh it would have been delightful to go to Japan, but the country wouldn't let me in specifically <laughs> because of sleepy Joe Biden. Yeah. Uh we came to the conclusion a few months ago, it was like, you know, we could go to Japan and spend two weeks in a hotel room quarantining. That doesn't sound like the greatest. Is time. that how long quarantine was? Yeah. Like if you landed they'd put you into two weeks? Two God weeks damn. in a hotel. Yeah. Did anyone uh, go to the Olympics then? Or is that just not happening? Only corporate sponsors. Oh, Even locals yeah. weren't allowed in. Wow. It was basically family and corporate sponsors, yeah. Because that's what we were looking at. Like, oh, maybe if the Olympics are able to do it. What are the no. corporate sponsors like? How are they any different than any other person in their Because Coca-Cola paid more money than God to plaster that shit all over. So, like, does that mean, like, the Coca-Cola, like, eat, like vice presidents from around the world, like, went to Japan to watch uh, the Olympics? Heads of marketing, I'm sure, but yeah. Them okay. and the families. <laughs> sure. But, uh, yeah, so instead, so we drove down to the Oregon coast, made it to the sand dunes, did a little dune buggy driving, and nearly killed Charmy and I, but emphasis on nearly. Um, did they, like, train you or anything, or were they just like, fuck it? No, they they gave us, like, a ten minute, like, here's the uh, break, here's the shifter, and good fucking luck, here's the place to stay. Or, like, yeah. you know, within the sand dune, so. Uh, that does you, sound you, fun, though. It was pretty fun. Also, I think it would have been better having being with somebody who knew what they were doing because, like, after the first couple near, like, oh Jesus, where we might flip, I got a little more cautious. So we had a good time, but it's definitely something that I would recommend a guide for. Um, also, decided to try sandboarding, which was kind of cool. Did you uh, like sandboarding? Uh, I did. It was a lot of fun. It is something where if you've been snowboarding, uh, you're fucked because it's the exact opposite. You have to unlearn all of that muscle memory. Sandboarding is super fun. Um, it is super fun. So just for the listeners, this is at the Oregon National Sand Dunes. These are the longest contiguous sand dunes in North America. They're pretty spectacular. People really don't know much about them. I assume you have like, most of it to yourself, right? On the dunes? There's hardly pretty anyone much. there. There yeah. wasn't a ton of people there. It was great. Um we then proceeded to drive up the Oregon coast, doing a lot of hikes along the way. Made it to the Washington Peninsula, hiked in the rainforest because Charmy had never done the hoe. Um, she every five minutes, I would just stop and go ho, which is a great thing to do in the whole rainforest. Um, and did you yeah, go to that super quiet spot, like the place where they do like acoustic tests? No, we did not. I did take her to the world's largest Sitka spruce tree, which is always good to be reminded of your own insignificance. Um, how far did you guys down, go down on the hoe? Because it's kind of like an out and back. So Yeah, we did uh, 10 miles. So we went to the 5 mile island, had lunch, and then turned around. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it was a delightful little time. We ended up averaging like 10 miles a day. God so damn. for people who've been cooped up in COVID, we were feeling pretty good about it ourselves. And then uh, that was about like nine days. And for the last few days, we went to Orcas Island. Uh, in the San Juans off the coast of Washington and just kind of chilled out. And it was a lovely time. I love Orcas Island. I talked about this on the podcast previously, but it's amazing. So that's also awesome. has that's... the Brian stamp of approval. So that's a, that's a quality mini moon. 
But we're here for the spooky shit. None of that sounded spooky yeah, at all. Did you do anything spooky? Yeah, come on. Did you, wa- did you watch a movie or did you like it startled? So I saw, I don't know if I'd call this spooky, definitely a mystery. I saw an, a show that I actually really enjoyed and I can't stop thinking about called Dispatches from Elsewhere. You, oh, that show is this? fucking awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. No, it's never really it. good. So Jason Siegel wrote and I wrote stars in it. He might have directed a couple episodes. And it's okay, basically like about it's Jason Siegel, one unknown actress, Sally Fields, and Andre Benjamin, who are these four people who find themselves wrapped up in this game. Um and like it's it's hard I don't want to describe it without giving too much away. But, like, it's really good, and it gets, like, really meta. Um, And, like, the deeper you get into it, the more you're just like, what the fuck is going on? But, like, you find yourself more and more addicted to it. Um, Yeah, and so it, I don't know, I'm trying to come up with ways to describe it without spoiling anything. But uh, it's very, like, the, the, it has... Can I give it a shot? Yeah, please. Okay, so... It's about a group of people who, like, sort of stumble into a puzzle that's hiding behind this, like, veil of everyday life. I honestly think it's very similar to The Matrix, but also Synecdoche in New York, which is, like, an art house film, which you might have seen, I've seen that. I know that. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so it's like Synecdoche in New York in in its own weird way, and it gets more and more strange, but... It's almost like like Truman Show, kind of, too? I mean... uh, I mean... It's all a similar genre, yeah, I would like say. Like, it's like not the, the same mystery. Yeah, but yeah. the general plant, like, idea, like, there's this, like, puzzle that's, like, hiding the reality of the situation. I think that's fair, right, Brian? Yeah, totally. Um, and it's, like, they, as they try and solve the puzzle and go deeper and deeper, it, like, starts getting crazier and crazier. And it then becomes unclear what's the puzzle and what's, like, a deeper conspiracy. I didn't think he had something like this in him, uh, Jason Siegel, but like the fact it's that he wrote of, all of these, like, is pretty awesome. It's like, so a, good. Yeah, he's where'd a great you, writer. Uh, where'd you like watch it on, perchance? Like, uh, is it so on a sort of streaming platform? So it originally came out on AMC. I don't think it's okay. streaming anywhere yet. Well, um, I just started an AMC Plus free trial. Oh, there you go. So, so yeah, I I would definitely recommend it for that. They're the only people who have uh, all the Halloween films, and I was like, oh, well, sure. you know, it's uh, you know free trial. It's, you know, we can watch them all before the trials up. If yeah, not, it's only like five yeah, bucks it, a month, whatever. It's not spooky, but it's definitely, uh, it's definitely a mystery, a really great mystery. Mysteries yeah, so. have a level of like suspense that is this found in in the spook realm you know yep you um you can't have something that's scary that's not spooky or like you know what i mean like it can't be scary if it's not spooky yeah yeah but i think you can have mysterious something be mysterious and be a little spooky because it's that anticipation of where is this going yeah this could end up being spooky yeah indeed um but yeah dispatches from elsewhere it was fucking great I also decided. Is there to, another season? Do you guys know? I don't. I don't know. But they. I think they're. They. Uh, they. He's confirmed the possibility of a second season. But, you know, it wasn't like really. Yeah, I don't think they've committed one way or, or the other. Um, but yeah, the other thing that I've done over the last couple weeks is that's this part's a little spooky. I decided to replay. Uh, Finally, Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade. But then I was like, you know, I haven't played this game in a year. I should go back and play the base game. So I played through and beat the base game. And then played Intergrade, which is ridiculous. You go from beating, spoiler alert, Sephiroth, like a hard fight. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing, like... Spoiler, oh, you just... fight Sephiroth in Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. Well, it's like, you know, I, I'm doing great. I just beat the, this boss. I totally understand this game. And it's like, all right, time to play as Yuffie. Oh, two wolves are just kicking my ass. It <laughs> is bizarre how much harder the integrate is than, like, the main game. It's really hard. I mean, it's fun. And, like, once you get the hang of it, it's... It's just different, yeah. It's, it's very bad. different. Yeah. But, like, that... I don't really understand where the fuck that game 
went in terms of the second act and like the final boss is spooky as shit like i'm not kidding it's weird and creepy and like having to go do a deep dive on dirge of cerebus lore afterwards yeah i forgot about that you like that's like like a legitimate thing yeah it's it's like oh they didn't just make this up for this game yeah got it um but that that was pretty spooky Oh, oh that was quite spooktacular uh do you like integrate more than you like the main game do you think uh I really like Yuffie's fighting style, but I also, I think I enjoyed it more, I, the main game more, because there's more of it, and there's, like, a greater variety of enemies. Like, I felt like the the bosses in Intergrade were great. Like, uniformly, I enjoyed them all. And how, how long did it take you to beat it? Intergrade? Probably, like, I did not do the Fort Condor shit. Uh, <laughs> Why not? I thought it was cool. I, it was, I did, like, a few games, and it was like, oh my god, there's so many people I have to beat. Um... But I think the whole thing took me about four hours. Yeah, it's not the longest, but it's for free. So, I mean, I don't know. Did you, you, you got an upgrade for free, or did you have to pay money? I can't remember. How does that yeah, work? Yeah, you had to pay. It was like a twenty dollars DLC upgrade fee. Had. Okay, yeah, and then you got the PS5 you got the, version. the PS5 version of the PS4 game for free. So it's like I, you know, I definitely got you know my sixty or eighty dollars worth. I guess the sixty for the base game, and then eighty to upgrade it for the Ufi DLC. And I, I enjoyed it a lot, but like I'm also was just kind of like bewildered by some of it. But it it's as a as I told Sud off the pod a few weeks ago, like going back and replaying that game, the Final Fantasy VII remake. I'm not sure I really understood how to play it, and I think I enjoyed it a lot more this time. Not just being like, where the fuck is the plot going, and actually just kind of grappling with the gameplay and trying out more shit and trying out different strategies. I had a good time. Did like every side quest, and it. Um, I didn't do all the combat simulations because those are horribly hard. Um, but yeah. I ended up spending about 30 hours on it. That's awesome. Is this a game you're just going to come back to every couple of years? I don't know. Maybe. I, I. You think you'll play this more than the original Final Fantasy VII? Absolutely not. I would you need sure? to play it like another 10 times to get there. I've well, played the original Final Fantasy VII a lot. And, I do love, and honestly, like playing this made me want to replay Final Fantasy VII. Wow. I have a problem. Well, Maybe yeah, it's it, you're murdering Matt as we speak right no, now. No, people like the game, and I know, but you don't, and, and this is killing you. Like it's just the spectacular mix over it should be. It's like the psycho teams playing right now. I, it's not that I don't think that there's like good it's within the jam. game. It's just like you know, my yeah, I just. But he didn't really I play it. He just got upset that other people it, had quit. enjoyed it, and no, he was a I got salty middle schooler. All right, whatever. Um, anyway. The, yeah, the last thing I will share is uh, I the PlayStation Plus games for October came out. Oh, what are they? They are is it one, like World War Two, like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, really? one is like a World War Two fifty on fifty shooter sim, which I wasn't super interested. One is Mortal Kombat ten, and the final one is PGA Tour two thousand twenty one. Oh my god. Guess who recreated their NBA 2K character and is now creating a whole headcanon around this? Absolutely. So uh, I will do, if a game is given to me for free, I will try it. And I'm finding myself sucked into this dumb golf game. As Skeeter Wolf. Um, So I have a question. Like, uh, this is like, does this have like the, the whole like, you know, NBA 2K and then FIFA... Uh, and then the show is like this too, where you have like a whole career, but then you have like a bunch of decisions outside of the game. Yeah, like unfortunately, does not have that. And so you can't just start a like fight no. with like Bryson DeChambeau or something on the green. Right. There's Aww. no. There's no real RPG elements, both in terms of leveling up stats or in terms of uh, sticking it to other golfers, which is like would have made this game a lot more interesting. But I also can understand why that's not quite the golf world. But. Uh, yeah, I will probably play it for another few hours, then delete it off my hard drive and never How play many it hours have you played it, you think? Probably like two. Oh, I've, really? Okay. I've probably played like three 18 whole courses. They're quick. And it's, you know, like I've missed having a game that I don't need to like concentrate on and like you just put a podcast on in the background and just kind of chill out. Like I've been playing a lot of games where, you know, it's story driven, so there's like a lot of audio you want to hear. Or it's like an intense, like, you know, playing Dota, it's hard. I cannot play 
and listen to a podcast or music. I have to just listen to what the fuck's going on. So it's nice to just have like a, all right, I'm going to chill out and turn my brain off and listen to a podcast about nothing. Fair enough. Hell yeah. But you're not like, you're not like invested. You're not going to do like, try to beat Tiger's uh, like career. Would, oh, that this. would be so good. But no, it's like, they no, I will not do that. If that game existed, I might and just become like the Happy Gilmore talking a bunch of shit to everybody and being an absolutely obnoxious asshole. Uh-huh. But I don't think that golf game will ever exist. Oh, that's unfortunate because I feel like the Bryson DeChambeau and uh, what's his fucking name? Yeah, all oh, I know is DeChambeau. The other guy he hates. Oh, uh, it's Koepka, right? Oh, yeah. Brian Koepka. Like, I hate golf, but, like, their bullshit against each other is quite entertaining. And I like reading that in, like, the sports blogs I read. Like, I'll click on that if it's just like, oh, uh, this is the snarky, like, bitchy thing that they said to each other. Yeah. Um, anyway. I know that's that that's all bad thing. Anything else for any more for any more the past few weeks? That it feels a little light. I mean, I guess you're I know. I feel like I've, I've done. I feel like I've done a bunch, but I just. Uh, oh, I do want to give a special shout out to my wife, who is okay with me in the middle of our honeymoon, waking up at two in the morning to watch some matches taking place on the other side of the world of a game she is aware of but barely understands. <laughs> Wait, the Dota game? Yeah, since it's going on in uh, in. Budapest games are starting at midnight and go until like eleven the next Sweet morning. Sweet Christ, really? <laughs> and so I got up at two in the morning. I love to watch it, the opening night. Wait, what's what's midnight uh, PST to Budapest time? I think ten a.m. Oh my god, nine or ten a.m. Yeah, it's nightmarish, and they play for twelve hours. I feel like your eyes would bleed. Well, so it's not honestly the people like the the teams are playing a maximum of three two-game series um, in a day during the group stages. The people who are really dying are the commentators and the panelists. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm just, like, impressed they don't lose their fucking minds. Because they're, like, for how I mean, for hours. Yeah, yeah. and just the, and a lot of it, like, they just have to fill fucking time. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, there's a ten-minute break between games. Like, during drafting, it, take, you know, there's, it takes a while because each team gets time to, like, ban and pick, and then you gotta be like, well, what are they gonna do here? And, like, you know, the meta starts developing, and they can't just say the same thing every time. So, like, it is it's also part of the fun is, like, listening to them lose their fucking minds. So, I've been trying and failing. They have, like, this, it's very dumb, but, like, Dota 2 fantasy thing, where if you get points to unlock, like, skins. Oh, so, I've been doing that and getting my ass kicked, because uh, I don't know anything. But, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. Uh teams are extremely Gosh. disrespectful to one another which is really see, fun to see like taunting well they're all like level. 20 years old right so like of course they so are so it's interesting no a lot there there a lot of them are now kind of in their late 20s and i was reading an article about this so it used to be that you know all the pros are in their late teens early 20s but now because the prize pools are becoming so big people can actually afford to keep playing longer like it's not so much a matter of like their twitch reactions go away it's this is actually a viable career path now what used to happen is you get to like 22 23 and you're like i can't keep living like this i have no money i need to go get a real job and now it's like you actually can make a decent amount of money um the guy the god the the guy uh no tail who is the captain of the team that's won the last two internationals trying to look up his career earnings it's something ridiculous uh yeah so he has a total of 6.8 million dollars in earnings cool man and it's like you actually can live off of that you're not completely fucked um i have to say like you've just completely need me in the balls because the biggest reason why i said i couldn't be a pro gamer is because my twitch skills have degraded over time and now you're saying that that's actually not the limiting factor it was the prize pool so thank you thank you for that yeah um um, get fucked is the moral of the story we all suck and could have been pro gamers just had we been paid enough that's that's what i took away from that (laughs) (laughs) anyway but yeah, so that's that's basically yeah. what I did. Lots of travel, lots of hiking, not a ton of video games or uh, multimedia. 
Get on the spook train, dude. You gotta. Uh, yeah. Speaking gotta, of that, I'm gonna in, I'm gonna insert the spook the the, the spectacular Matober sound effect now. <laughs> uh, Matt, what did you do? Um. Well, to continue talking about spooky things, um, from last week, you know, I was like, oh, you know, we watched uh, I watched a not so good Friday the Thirteenth movie. It was like I think the fourth one. It's kind of that cheesy, was last week. kind of yeah. lame, yeah. So we went back we, and decided to watch the very first one. Uh, Holds up. Um, it is a... Uh, yeah, it actually... It was a pretty good movie. Um, Friday the 13th is Freddy Krueger, right? No, no, that's Nightmare on Elm Street. That's Elm Street, you're, yeah. You're Jason. thinking of Jason. <clears throat> oh, who's the villain in Halloween, then? Michael Myers. Michael Myers. Myers. Mm, okay. White face Jason mask. Uh, yeah. Jason is hockey mask. That's Freddy Krueger. The white is, face uh, mask is not good. <laughs> you have two people in a hockey mask, and <laughs> um, and uh, Freddy Krueger wears the sweater and the weird the leather top hat. hat. Yeah, yeah. He's got the gloves, the fingernails. But anyway, anyway uh, Friday Thirteenth, the first one is uh, cool because it's like not when you think of Friday Thirteenth and you know Jason. And the hockey mask, like that's all that you is basically present for the, you know, imagery of those films. But the first one that doesn't, Jason isn't even the killer, and uh, the hockey mask is definitely not there because Jason is. Well, know. it's like it's played as like a straight ahead like mystery. Yeah. Like, cause, cause it's not paranormal, <laughs> right? Like, well, spoiler for end. a movie that's like forty years old, but or like fifty years old or whatever it is, but it's letting like, not paranormal to like the last three minutes. Yeah. Um, that yeah. movie's great. Oh yeah, mom's so creepy. I love everything about it. I love the like ending on like they're fighting uh on the like lake bed lakeside. She fucking mm-hmm. cuts her head off fucking great good good uh classic horror movie stuff in that movie yeah not as good as halloween but it is real good i like halloween a lot i'm actually looking forward to the the last yeah, the one. next one yeah that's very cool is what it the last one there's spooky? no way it's the last one well it's the last one at least so with, far yeah <laughs> it's good it's good the next one's coming out fairly soon i think uh, next week. Well, I just I didn't know if yeah. the one that was coming out next week was like the last in the series. I think no, that's never happening. I'll definitely no. be talking about it. Uh, have I gone through the list of the Halloween films with you, Brian? I don't think so. Okay, this is this is an amazing deep dive. Uh, one second. So Halloween movies. It is insane. Um, okay, I'm excited. Yeah, it's one of those ones where it's like it goes. It goes Halloween, Halloween 2, Halloween 3, Halloween 4, Halloween 5, well, well, Halloween. Because, like, in Halloween 3 is has a subtitle, Season of the Witch. Yeah, Season of the Witch, and then sure. Halloween 4 is The Return of Michael Myers, Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers, and then it's Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, Halloween, H2O, 20 years later, That's Halloween, such a funny Resurrection, Halloween is the reboot. Halloween 2, and then they rebooted it again. Halloween. And then the new one that's coming out is Halloween Kills. Yes. Wow. There are three Halloweens that are just Halloween's. named Halloween. Yeah. Well, so, you just you put, the, you put the, 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 uh, the date, you know. You got Halloween 1979, Halloween 2017, yeah. or whatever. 2007, and then Halloween 2018, and then Halloween Kills. I'm super looking forward to Halloween Kills. Right. I like uh, all I the ones great. where... I like three of these movies. I like the first Halloween. <laughs> I like Halloween 2018. Yeah. And, uh... No, I don't even know if I... No, I think I like two of these movies. I like Halloween, the first, like, Halloween 2018 and then Halloween 1978. Right. Which are... Um, I like how... I like both those as well. I actually just... We would, we rewatched uh, 2018 tonight. It's good. It's a fun watch. Yeah, it's um, got it's I, like got this uh, just enough seriousness and just enough silliness. And that's uh, what you it, need for a horror film, right? Good mix. <laughs> yes. 
another horror film, I guess. I mean, okay, this is kind of fun thing. This is like sort of, I think it does fit into spooktacular because it is at its core a slasher film, but it is also a sci-fi. Are you talking about the Terminator? I'm talking about Predator. Oh, I okay. All right, okay. That it is a slasher film and yeah. a sci-fi film. Okay, yes. go ahead. We watched Predator. Megan hadn't seen it, so I was like, "Well, boom, Megan, <laughs> this is too classic." Megan, come on. Yeah, it's like uh, it's coming. It's a great. I movie. love Predator. It, okay, you want to walk us through what you like about Predator? Because there's so many great parts to Predator. That's a perfect movie. I like just about everything about it. Like it, it just oozes just like, like the like cool action american dudes you know like american dudes and then every Schwarzenegger, scene, who's yeah. clearly not american <laughs> every scene well and then you have the native american guy whose name is billy yeah yeah <laughs> um future governor of minnesota and but right yeah two, statements by two, a two the governors, body ventura two two american governors are in this movie they sure um, are it's great. It just, like I said, it just oozes that, like, 1980s action manhood, you know? Like, there's this, get... there's a scene of them in the chopper where they're all just, like, fucking, like, trying to just be more manly than the next person. Like, I mean, they have the, uh, the, the Carl Weathers meme, right? right. Where they, like, clasp like, hands and they right. try to wrestle each other. Dylan, you son weird. of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's so many great Arnold lines in this. Like, he stabs the dude with the machete, and he goes, "Oh, stick around." It's just like, yeah. oh god, <laughs> oh, such great. Did Megan like it? I bet oh, she yeah. did. It's a great. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. It's hard not to like. It's a yeah. great movie. Right. Yeah, they have a ton of gun porn in that movie too, which I really appreciate. Oh, it's yeah. so enjoyable. There's just the scene where they just fucking light up the forest. That's another like, you know, just. They just all are just shooting at trees for like two minutes. It just does the movie, no way feel, the movie gets made today. Does the movie feel more weird after you've learned about like the Iran Contra scandal and like <laughs> having like CIA agents effectively right. overthrow countries? Like these guys were clearly doing. Well, it, it, yeah, it's also just art like, imitating life, man. I just love how it's just like you know they were clearly sent into. Uh, to deal with the alien because like the government saw it land or whatever mm. uh I, I i like predator i like everything about like predator and it's like ethos in the uh, pop culture to where it like crosses over and you have like predator versus alien and like oh see i don't know if i like that i like the, the predator has like some great movies though like i like predator predator 2 is a bonkers fucking movie I like Predators. Yeah, Predators. Um, I is like. Interesting. I like the Predator as well. Um, the newest one they did. Yeah, I like that one. It's pretty good. I like uh, the. I, I have to. The like design of the alien is cool. I'm That's gonna step be- in and just Sorry, say Alien versus Predator. Actually, an okay movie. <laughs> it delivers exactly what it promises. It's and bonkers, it's shit. Insane, and it's great. Except the human wins at the end. Yeah, which the is lady weird. like convinces the predator to like leave. It's bizarre. Yeah, I mean there is no real good way for that to end. So I don't. Uh, I guess so. Mirani's not. I guess. Uh, I have to say the best thing about the predator, the predator culture. I thought that was super cool at the end of the right. movie, where like they all come and they're like, "All right, you killed this guy. You know, we'll let you live." It's super neat. Yeah, I like just the whole concept of just like. It's cool stuff. Predator's an awesome movie. And it is a what slasher else? film. Because the yeah, Predator totally. just takes them out like one by one. You know, and it's fucking great. What else did you watch in Spectacular Metober? Um well I mean I have been continuing to watch, you know, what we do in the shadows, which is, you know, in, sure. I guess in the realm, but it's not that it's good stuff. It's not spooky. It's hilarious. No, I mean it's so. related. It's about vampires. It's, not, yeah. it's, it's, it's Halloween related. It I just yeah. watched the episode where they go to Atlantic City and it's incredible. Yeah. I mean all the episodes are incredible. We can't do this every week, guys. Yeah. Yes, we can. This this is now what we do in the we shadows must, fan cast. Yeah. Well, I guess like 
side perked up and and thought I watched Terminator. Is that because did you watch the Terminator? I watched Terminator because that is a fucking slasher movie. It's so good. Um, I like I, a lot of the Terminators. I'm not gonna lie. Like oh, I like them too. I like yeah. the first three. I Dark Fate is not terrible. Um, I well, like, Terminator is such a classic because it's like the. I, I appreciate, like, you know, they had the limitations where, like, we can't let this guy speak because he's just cannot, he will, you know, just, just destroy any line we give him. But, like, the big hulking Terminator, like, the few lines he does give are so good. That oh, they're like, incredible. It's, if you look it's, at this... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, it's like, Ar- I don't really know that Arnold's acting so much as being a big guy just in the scene. Oh, I don't know. But it know. really does work well for like a futuristic killing robot. Like yeah. it's I like honestly, I don't know that he was intending to it do it, passes, but it's a great acting performance. Yeah, it passes as a great performance for what it is yeah. what it's I supposed mean, to be, you know. He's nailing it. Yeah. I I, I think he's a Especially great actor. Especially in 2. Yeah, he's an he's awesome in two. He's awesome in Predator, which we just talked no, about. No, yeah, and I, I think Arnold became a great actor, but like Terminator, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought that was like his first big like. Okay, nod. so guess how many lines are in the movie that he says? Mm, the I'm first gonna, one. It's got to be under ten. Yeah, I'm gonna say seven. No, I'll go up. Oh, fifteen twenty. Okay. He has seventeen lines of dialogue. Wow, perfect. He's I would have title character. Yeah, yeah, he's the title guy. I would say some of my favorite lines, though. My favorite scene in that movie is when he's in the gun shop. Like, that's not action-based. Where he's in the... He goes, like, 12-gauge autoloader. <laughs> the Uzi 9mm. What does he say to the guy in the biker bar? I need your shoes, your <laughs> jeans, and your bike. It's like, okay, dude. <laughs> uh, I think that's two. But, uh... Anyway... That's great. I love the tech noir scene. That's the best thing about eighties movies. The 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 insane casualties. Like he just starts opening fire with the Uzi, like you know, yes. in the he just starts mowing before the down. age of mass shooting when you could do that. Oh, uh, it's so good. Like, you can't do that nowadays. You can't just have a mass I shooting think, and like random deaths. I that think occur. like the last uh, major one was might have been might have been like in the Matrix. Where it's just like with the mass shooting when they're just like, like mowing down all the cops like in the in yeah. the lobby and you're just yeah like, uh, or maybe there was that one Rambo movie where they show a bunch of people just like killing all yeah the but that's like that's yeah but that's not in America that doesn't count I guess <laughs> what I'm saying right like you can't have like like this is uh, this is like literally like a disco in L A right he just shows up and starts shooting like it's crazy. And then I love this scene because, like, then uh, Michael Bean as Kyle Reese has, like, the long trench coat. He just pops out with the giant shotgun and starts blasting him. <laughs> uh, everything about that movie is great. Um, and that's a slasher film. That's still scary. Like, I think. Like, especially at the even, end. Even, too, with um, the T-1000, dude. He's a fucking predator in his own way. Yeah, he's, like, yeah. pursuing And that is some of the creepier kills. Yeah. Like when he kills John Connor's foster parents, that like oh, gave yeah. me nightmares. The, so he like spikes. And then sorry, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and then like the she's on the phone with him. Yeah, spikes him through the milk carton, like into his like eye or into the back of his neck or something. It's it's creepy. Man, that that movie's awesome. Ten out of ten. Um, and that is great gun porn. Just like when he has all the weapons and he just like. It also said a, a weird sex scene between uh, Sarah Connor and uh, Kyle Reese. And, like, she's, like, supposed to be 18, but, like, that is someone who's watched a lot of porn. Because, like, that's the only explanation that I can, I can describe for the least sensual sex scene I've ever seen in a commercial film. She's riding him like a rodeo horse. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> his dick must have broken off. Well, it's I mean, wild, they, are, they are dealing with, like, killer robots from the future. Yeah, well, maybe you should be a little bit more quiet. Like, they're really going at it. It's like, well, it's they like gotta a make John Connor hotline. somehow. 
Like he's the savior of everybody. You can't make dude. Can't, that's true. You can't make the savior with just some lame old missionary. Not wimpy. Yeah. Talk about fucking gaslighting. Like this guy comes back. He has a picture of Sarah Connor that his future son gave him, and it's like you have to go back in time and save you and and, and save this woman. And he's and and then he has the line like Sarah. I came back through time to save you. And that just really gets her hot and bothered. I mean, honestly, it's the surviving Arnold. Um, but, man, like, that's so fucked up. Right. Like, I don't know. You you can kind of see how you get to that point just by judging by all the stepsister porn there is on there now. Like, you can see how perhaps someone's warped sensibilities would think that's a great pickup line in the future. But I guess it worked. I mean, you went back in time and... And, and they did it. That's one of those movies where time travel means nothing. Like it's just a it's just a plot device. Yeah, like, it's just, they just thought of, they try to make it mean something later on. No, yeah. terrible. Right. Yeah, like if you think about it too hard, you're just like, why did you send one guy back? Like, why don't you send twenty guys back? Mm-hmm. Or why don't you send that's, like? Tw- that's what. Sorry, that's the thing about time travel. You either have to just throw it out there and not think about it too much, sure. or completely over-explain it and have everything completely nailed down. Right. And I kind of like the, fuck it, let's just throw it out there. Whatever. Time travel. Let's go. I like the Looper version. I thought Looper did a pretty good job. Yeah. But... Well, and that that's the that's the latter, where they are explaining yeah. everything, and it's a closed universe. You know the ins and outs of how it works. Uh, Arrival, pretty good with the time yeah, travel. Yeah, another good one. Um, it, is, it is a good one. But, like, that one... I like that one a lot more because I like the idea of like an alien that sees things and experiences things in a different way than we do. Right. Like there's no real reason why like we have to experience time the way we do. It's just the nature of how we've evolved. Right. Um, I don't know. I think that's like a really interesting thing. Anyway, sorry, this is not, that's not spooky at all. Terminator still really spooky. That's, I you know what's hate... funny? Um, I've tried to watch Arrival like a few times with Megan and she was like that movie looks kind of scary I was like it's not it's not scary it's not scary at all it's not scary at all they're trying to be mysterious yeah and like but it's not it's not scary it, it's more like um, Close Encounters of a Third Kind than anything else there's it's like more there's like one scene with like some some tension yeah and don't they end up communicating with aliens via math maybe some people find math scary math is pretty scary it's, is it math? I thought it was like a bunch of symbols that they then like share and then they're able to figure oh, out. It's been a while since I've seen it. I could be wrong. Like That's a movie that like got really great reviews and I like the movie. I don't think it's as good as people say it is and like the awards it got. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's not like the best movie I've seen. I mean, which is people what people are treating it as. Dennis Villanueva movies. Right. Well, I mean, he's got a big old one coming out soon. Oh, I'm really pumped for this. Yeah, I'm going to brave the theater for it. You should. Theaters are fun. I had a great time. Now that there's like literally no one in theaters, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so I watched Terminator. Super spooky. I played a game, which is also super spooky. It's not really that spooky, but I really enjoyed it. It's Metroid Dread. It It just came out. It has a spooky name. It does have a spooky name. Do you like it? A lot of people like it. This game's fucking incredible, my guys. Like, I didn't know it is... that it was in development hell and then just like sidelined. Like, now it makes more sense as to why it looks uh, old as it does. You think it looks old? This is the most beautiful Metroid has ever looked. Oh, really? This is the first HD Metroid game ever, hmm. which is baffling, but it is. Um,. Like, to my mind, it's, like, the Metroid version of the Donkey Kong uh, Returns games on the Wii. Oh, yeah. You know, like, Tropical Freeze and, then like, Donkey Kong Country Returns. Oh, totally. How awesome those games are. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Like, um, it, it's got, like, a really... Alright, I mean, if you guys have lived in a, in a fucking cave, <laughs> Metroid is a Metroidvania. Like, you have a map, but you're going to slowly unblock the yeah. map as you get more tools, more items, yeah. get more puzzle pieces to open up. Um, the dread in this is, like, an atmosphere that's, like, very similar to, like, Super Metroid's, like, Zebus or, like, Metroid Prime's Talon uh, 4. I think the one thing that people don't think about with Metroid games is that they're really spooky. 
Like they have yeah. like a sci-fi horror element to it. They're absolutely stealing I mean, from like the alien aesthetic. Yeah, you 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 have that. Um, I forget the the artist's name. The guy who does all the alien stuff um, created the uh, Xenomorph. H.R. Geiger. Yeah, yeah, the guy. Yeah, the Geiger aesthetic, um, especially in the earlier games. Um, you have like being chased. Like that's a big part of the game. Like you have to usually are you're usually chased by something or other where you have to escape like it's usually towards like the end of the game you know when the whole bases are blowing up or whatever and um and then even in the prime games there's like an element of 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 spookiness and mystery as you're uncovering the tale of these um these aliens that uh, you know get wiped out and and uh and there's the bosses can be fucking scary in the ways that you have to fight them and stuff. Like, I want to talk about the bosses. Because, like, Ridley is a fucking, like, a monster movie monster, you know? Yeah. Uh, the bosses in this game are awesome. Like, a lot of the, like, historic, like, Samus, like, other bounty hunters are in this game. Did you Like Ridley. Did you play this, um, like, on handheld? I did, yeah. I mean, I was so I was going to say this with the listeners. It's not that exciting, but I went to somebody for like the past four days or so. So I just had something, you know, for after hiking or you know on the plane. And this game just like just came out, and I, I really wanted to play it because I like Metroid. I'm a huge Metroid fan. I played all the Prime games. Yeah. Um, they just treat Metroid like trash. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't in, really in know the lap since Prime Three, I feel like it was just like they kept trying to do things that didn't like work. other M is a train wreck. Um, it's so bad, and like the way that they tri- like they treated Samus as a character is like belittling and set back women in gaming for another twenty yeah, years. Zero you know, suit like, Samus. Like, yeah. Not, um. What is your but, favorite uh like two D Metroid game besides I guess maybe Dread might be now, but I mean it's Super Metroid. Yeah, you like is the one I played the most. Did you um, play Fusion at all? I like fusion. fusion. I like fusion a Fusion's lot. Fusion's good. Yeah, Fusion's yeah. really good. I, you know, like this is one of the great maps in video games. It is a delicious like spiral that like gets bigger and bigger and bigger and loops in on itself like further and further. Like, is it one of the best Metroidvania maps out there? Like, it's gonna take twenty years. You know, like people still go back and say. Like, for my money, I think the best of these style of games is still um, Symphony of the Night. Like, that's yeah, my personal that's like favorite. like, quintessential, like... Yeah, but, like, I don't know, like, this is clearly the measure of those kinds of games, and it's not like you've been hurting for them. Like, Hollow Knight's a really great Metroidvania-style game, but there's something about it being Samus, hmm. and it being Metroid, and being, like, that care I think is really awesome. I think what makes Samus the games with Samus a lot cooler is like I don't know why but like the the turning into the the, the ball form and stuff ball, yeah. that that like uh puts things to like a whole new level especially in the prime games like that's where the ball form like really took over you had to do so much ball shit in those games and it was fun and, and cool and, and it makes her character like a little different you know like um and just like uh just the arsenal that you get how you uh the suit gets stronger over time so this is a screenshot i took of um like one of the games so it's, it is a 2d game but there are parts of it where you're countering like enemies where it'll zoom into like an over the shoulder type stylized thing or like a first person's uh, like shot this game has like really cool perspectives. It is not a two D game only. Um, Interesting. Doesn't it have like quick super, time events? Not. I mean, they're quick time events insofar that they require like countering, but you're yeah. going to be doing that all the time. Like, it's not the combat's not like in Super Metroid where you're shooting something a bunch of times and it eventually blows up. Like, we've gone way beyond that. Um, so there's like like other M is a flawed game for a lot of reasons, but one of the things it did really well was a really cool transition and frankly, a combat engine that was really tactile. And so they kept that. Um, it, it has like really cool cinematics to it. Uh, it's 60 frames per second. So it never stutters. So like as the perspective shifts, like when you're in first person to 2d to these like over the shoulder type, um, 
like encounters are is really cool. There's also these really cool robots called Emmy robots that are in, like they like station they protect like really important key items throughout the game. And you can't kill them unless you like get a certain item in the map that will like actually deactivate their shields and fight them. And it's a really cool like cat and mouse thing where um it almost feels like uh like the Capra demon in Dark Souls where this thing is like just charging after you and you're like trying to figure out like all right, how do I get out of this like environment to get to uh, some item that I know is going to be able to unlock me or unblock me to kill this robot. It's like a really cool sense of tension that you don't really get in like a 2D game. Um I was annoyed that a 2D game would be 60 bucks. It's like kind of a shitty attitude to have because we were joking about it last pod about, you know, this looks like a 3DS game. Mm-hmm. It is not a 3DS game. Like it is it is production values are through the roof. It is totally worth the money. This is one of the best games I've played. I've only played maybe six hours, six, seven hours, but like it's enough for me to say like, I know this is good. Um, it's probably the best new game I played this year. Like I love Persona 5 Strikers, but the end of that game is a fucking nightmare to get through um, in terms of just like a slog, but I, I've really enjoyed it. And it's, 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 it's really cool and spooky and it's got better than Ratchet and Clank. That was the other big game you played this year, right? I, I mean, Ratchet and Clank game. is a Ratchet and Clank game. Yeah. I feel like I'm definitely gonna. That might be the first game I pop in the PS5 when I get one. Oh, it's awesome! Like it's a great game. But oh, like, so that... you're saying you're saying it's the best game you played this year? I'm surprised because I know you really liked uh, Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, but I played Ratchet and Clank like 20 years ago. It's sure, like it's not that different. Thing, play, yeah. It's the same game. Like right. it's, it looks beautiful. It's super fun, and it's got like funny, like Pixar like humor to it, but. This is cool. Like people don't make games like Metroid Dread, and when it happens, it's neat. Um, I'm also really into Bullet. Like I really want to try um, Deathloop. People really like Deathloop, so yeah, Deathloop. I love is, Arcane. Too. Yeah, Deathloop seems like a fun game too. Yeah, and then there's also the Tales of Arise, which I know Ben's been like talk raving about. So I, I have a pretty long backlog. Those are two games which. For better or worse, I knew I couldn't get to them, so I'm hoping we'll go on sale soon. I, I'll just buy them and do my shop. But I really want to get like a, a. I think I'm I'm more intrigued about Metroid Dread now that I've like because you know Nintendo doesn't show a whole lot before a game comes out, right? They show their direct you know trailer and whatnot, and then like I you know I read some reviews and watched some YouTube reviews and heard you talk about it and i'm a little more intrigued to to get because like yeah it's been a while since i've played a, a metroid game like since metroid prime 3 came out on the wii so yeah yeah i mean i think you're going to be really really enthused like samus has never been more i guess of a badass like she's like super like cocky she has like she's super fast like I don't know. It, it feels like because I played a little bit of Super Metroid because it's on the it's on the the Virtual Console. Oh, nice! I don't know what they call it, you know, but it, it's it's on the Switch. So I played a little I think bit. So you I was really curious, like console. whatever the Virtual Console analogous, like you know, Nintendo Online system, they give you free games. So Super yeah. Metroid's on there. So I played a little bit of Super Metroid. It feels like going from Dark Souls to Sekiro. Mm. So it is fast. Like, it's very modern. Um, I think it's a great time. Like, it's super neat. And I love all the bosses. And, uh, yeah, like, it's been great. I uh, hope they show some Metroid Prime 4, like, soon enough. I don't think so. Like, it's it doesn't seem like it's happening anytime soon. Like, how soon. much did they scrap? You know what I mean? Like Apparently, like, a whole game. Yeah. That's what they seem to say. Like... But, uh... We'll probably get a teaser next year, and then it won't probably won't come out till like twenty twenty four. Anyway, because like Metroid uh, Prime Four twenty twenty four, it's good marketing. Sure, you think it'll still be on the Switch, or will they have something new? Switch uh, yeah, they'll have to. That's gonna be like the Zelda situation, you know, where they they're ba- mm-hmm. making a big game, and they're like, "This is not gonna work on this system. We have to make a new system." Like, mm, that would be fucking terrible, but I can believe it. Um, 
Other than that, like I mentioned, I was in Yosemite. Yosemite's great in the in October. Like not a lot of people. I really enjoyed some of it. I have to say, if you do a waterfall hike and there's no waterfall from what you can see, maybe you don't do the hike. That's sort of my uh, advice uh, generally. So like the iconic thing about Yosemite is like the Yosemite Falls. Like that's like yeah, the that, famous that, photograph of Yosemite. I have that. Um, have that in my little room here framed like a poster or something or it's, a photo yeah we got it at a, a goodwill or something anyway that was it's like really beautiful right like gushing water it's all snow melt so when we got there there were no waterfalls at all in yosemite mm. in fact had you not told me that we were in yosemite i wouldn't necessarily have believed you <laughs> that this was yosemite and so we did, like, the number one rated hike. It's, like, called the Yosemite Falls Hike. You hike all the way to the top of this, uh, of, the, of the waterfall, right? Or what would have been, there was a lot of fall, not a lot of water, but where it would have been. And this is 167 flights of stairs. Ooh. Uh, it took, we started at 8.30. We didn't get back down until 2.30 p.m. So that's, like, a day of, like, Stairmaster. And I was like, Emily, this... Is a fucking nightmare. That looks even, great. Didn't even see a uh, waterfall. Well, it was a beautiful like view. It was like a great day. Yeah. Like, and, but like to get to the top, and you're just like, eh. Like I saw a similar view the whole time. You're not like seeing anything different, right? Like that's kind of a fucking kick in the balls, right? Because you but see the same. Point, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It's the same view, right? Like there's nothing different, and it would have been different had there been like this gushing waterfall, right? But and that's a glacier point that was awesome. Um, I did some silly things uh, to for the gram. I'll probably share a picture of that. I love it in our in our chat. But uh, all in all, a great trip. You know, uh, saw the sequoias this morning. So we did like a four mile hike this morning, and then frantically drove back to Fresno to fly back to Seattle for this podcast. That's how much I care. Listeners. Dedication, man. Dedication. Right. He had to push some people aside in the airport, like in like Home Alone, just fucking. Oh my running. god, this this fucking baby! Like <laughs> he wasn't even a baby. I feel like when you're six years old and you can't chill out for two hours. Oh my god! Throw throw him out. It's a two hour flight. You remember when I? What what are you so upset about? You throw out a child. <laughs> yeah, what are they so upset about? <laughs> They're six. It's what is there. Like if you're if you're if you're under six, you're kind of like a toddler still. Yeah. I get it. Something is happening. At six, there's nothing you can do to make this a little bit better for you. Like you can't watch a movie. There's so or like yeah. Don't whatever. they have ta- like, like don't they have movies and all sorts of shit? Yeah, like there's like movies. There's so there's, much there's to so do much as stuff. a kid now. Like back in the day, it's like you were lucky if your Game Boy and you got like you're getting in a car or going on a plane trip and you're like. You know, you turn on your Game Boy and you're like, oh man, I, f- I don't even have enough batteries for this trip. You know what I mean? That's like a non-concern. Yeah. You know, it's like back in the day, you might have just, you know, had a Game Boy with fucking Tetris and Super Mario World. You don't even need that. Like fucking watch, like watch whatever. Yeah. Like you have thousands of movies, like legitimately yeah. thousands of movies to watch, watch. any movie. Just to shut the fuck up for two hours. You can't. And so this is going to make me sound terrible, but it's not. No, you're right? And this is the reason why. I love it. He, this child is shrieking in Spanish. And for whatever reason, the fact that it was Spanish made me even more upset. And it's not because it was in Spanish. It is because it's a child. And I am pretty fluent, I would say, like maybe semi-fluent in, 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 in Spanish. But I'm, I'm fluent in like adult, like an adult speaking, like in a normal like tone or cadence. This child, like, screaming in Spanish was so frustrating because I didn't know what they wanted. Like, that made me <laughs> even angrier. Like, I couldn't I couldn't even comprehend, like, what was happening. You were trying. It was in English. Yeah, like, in English, I could probably figure it out. Like, all right, you're also upset that your bets didn't go through, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Like, whatever it might be. She didn't have Gruden first for coach fired. <laughs> yeah, but, like, whatever it might be. But, like, I can't tell. And so it's just, like... Why? Why are you so upset? So it was a miserable flight back. I, I'm not a good flyer anyway. Like, one of the things that um, Emily doesn't quite understand is how much I love to travel and yet how much I hate flying. It's like legitimately one of my greatest fears. 
is flying. Like whenever there's turbulence, I oh, immediately it's I'm not just a like, comfortable experience. It. Like I don't see no. what, the few times I've flown. It's like how is everybody just like how are you Chill not just this? like upright, just like waiting for the worst to happen? <laughs> like yeah. That's what I'm like. Like, I'm just like, man is not supposed to be like this. Like, this is, right. this is uh, a tube rocketing through the air. Yeah. Is it only once the turbulence starts, or are you like that way the whole flight? No, I'm pretty good when it's, like, chill. Like, yeah. you know, when it's, like, when it's, when it's well, smooth. That's but... reasonable. I think everybody, when it's, like, the turbulence starts happening, you have that, am I in the plane crash? Am I about to get lost? <laughs> yeah. Even with the takeoff, so... man. Takeoff is yeah. The take like the the takeoff. If the if the child was crying about the takeoff, I get it. I was crying internally. It's fine. For the hour and forty five minutes afterwards, there's nothing happening. We're just gliding through the air. It was the smooth one of the smoother flights that are out there. Why? Let me ask you something though. Are you the type of person who claps when the plane lands? Because if you are, go to hell. <laughs> no, who does that? People... Oh, a lot of people do. I've never encountered so that. That's weird. That would make yeah, that would, yeah, that would be like, hey, what are you clapping for? Right? Exactly, exactly. Oh, okay. Apparently, you guys have not encountered this, but it drives me up the wall. I mean, I've been on hundreds of flights. I feel like in my lifetime, and I'm not quite sure. Really, it's I've never, never happened. Heard. Oh my god, I don't think so. Charmy and I collectively like roll our eyes into the back of our fucking feet. <laughs> it's just like ugh. I always wonder why people stand up immediately too. It's like well, you know, it usually takes like thirty minutes I to get, get off the fucking like, plane. It, you're just gonna you stand in the aisle for that like long, an idiot. If you stand in the aisle, you should be taken out and shot yeah. with the child we threw out because <laughs> they wouldn't shut up. But like, uh, no, you're you're totally right. You stand in the aisle, but I kind of get like you know when you land, like you you should get to stretch your legs. Yeah, you like know. it's been a long flight, right. yeah. This tough. It. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I should be able to get drugs and like just like take like a bunch of Dramamine or whatever and pass the fuck out and then like, I mean, wake up. I think you. I mean, yeah. Isn't Dramamine uh, over the counter? Can't you get that? Yeah. No, it is. Like, I don't really know what happened because, like, I used when I was in grad school in England. I do the flight all the time, like you know, from Ohio to London and and back. I just fall asleep the whole time. Yeah. Like nothing would bother me, and then I don't know what happened. You got old. Necessarily. Uh, you yeah, have to be so. more comfortable to sleep. Like me, I cannot sleep on a plane. It's just, it's not a comfortable yeah. chair. It's, there's, it's it, not. You know, I, I doubt the anyway. first class chair is even more comfortable. That's probably a racket. Well, uh, no, if you get, there's certain ones that they're like lie down. Like me and Emily, I thought I felt we, we fell asleep for a while on the flight to Peru and back from Peru. But admittedly, like, that's just such a long flight that I think your body shuts down. Right, like, you can't, you can't fucking do this anymore. Yeah. How is Emily on flights? Because I feel like sometimes people. Emily is is stoic. <laughs> she she is insane. Like she like. All right, so, um, when I'm driving like off road, uh, which I do occasionally, she freaks out. Even though we bought a car specifically so we could go, like, off-road, like, on a logging road or something. And, like, there might be, like, a cliff edge. Like, a good example of this is in, in the Olympic National Park. You drive to, like, Hurricane Hill or whatever. Like, that's a steep drop-off, right? It's like, terrifying. If you, yeah. Like, it is terrifying. She freaks out about that. Okay. I get it. But, like, she doesn't freak out when the plane is, like, dropping what must be, like... 30 to 40 feet and i don't get why and she's just like because i don't have any control over it i'm gonna roll i'm just gonna die it's fine but <laughs> but she has control in, over you killing her that's what i'm thinking like what do you think what are you gonna do like like grab the steering wheel from me is that what's making <laughs> you anxious like i don't understand like what is the material difference like I actually don't find situations where I'm able to control things that scary right so i can drive like any wilderness road pretty okay um you know when i'm like climbing not a problem like there's a there's the photo of me that i'm going to send i'm like literally on the edge of a boulder that's like on a cliff drop like you know thousands of feet below but it's not a problem because i feel like i'm in control of the situation emily hates when she's in control of the situation but loves it when she doesn't have control of the situation so it's like (laughs) if i die i die 
And that is bonkers to me. <laughs> that's wild. It's bonkers. I don't understand. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. She is that's way also too emotionally a- stable. But like this, she loves roller coasters for that reason. It's just like, yeah, a thousand people ride it every day. But it's like, yeah, but if something goes wrong, I can't do anything. I'm strapped in this fucking thing. I can't get out, right? Yeah. But if like if I was on like a if I was on a hiking trail and I fell, like, sorry, you know, like I'm that that that's the that's the end of it. Um. Anyway, so that that that's like my existence. Here, one second. I want to I want to share this 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 picture of where I was. Just so that you can see, like, where Emily was hyperventilating and where I'm just completely fine. And uh, I think it's I think it's a worthwhile endeavor. Actually, I don't know if I have this. I also know this is not great podcasting, so I might actually end it earlier. <laughs> All right. 